swing. Bada 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 swing. Swing a swing a swing a bada bada canana swing a Testing. <laughs> to the haunts who nerded themselves (laughs) the nerds who haunted themselves podcast season four episode eight and as always i'm andy hanks and the person who needs no introduction you said i didn't need an introduction exactly (laughs) but you introduced me by saying i didn't need an introduction hello hello everyone i'm all right you're all my itinerary i've got no idea what's going on now do your Jaffa cakes instead. Ooh, yeah, we got Jaffa cakes again. Again. Which is the norm nowadays. It is. The man has demands. So, this is our monthly bickering podcast, according to Mr. Esmond. We don't always bicker. Sometimes, when we're on sometimes we podcast. agree on things. No, we don't. I need to start with a public apology. I've been bullied into this apology. <laughs> From the heart. I think you are a very talented artist. Oh, shush. I'm very proud of you. <laughs> And I am massively jealous, you jammy prick. <laughs> there you go, number two. <laughs> now, it has been brought to my attention that I pick on Andy too much and mock him over his art. Thanks, Mum. I've told you not to call my mum mum. <laughs> Why not? I've known her long enough. I've got ever worse names I could call her. Well, okay. <laughs> Hi, Moving Sue. on. Does Sue listen? Yes, she does. Oh, hi, Sue. You're, does she not when you run into her in Tesco's? Quite often. Yeah. Right, what are we talking about today, then? We are talking about the usual shit. Um, yeah, just a basic catch-up. How's things been? It's been, what, three, four weeks? Four Something weeks. Like that, I think. Was it end of August, I think, we got together? It was, it yeah. Was just post Just after my birthday, wasn't it? Wasn't it? So, mm. so, yeah. It's been alright, I think. Been busy. We've Good. been quite quiet on the troops front, haven't we? We've been. I think you've. Oh, don't worry. There. Your jobs list is gonna drop. Great. So yes, we have. Um, as was it this week's mailer or last week's mailer? We announced that tickets will be going on sale on the twenty second of October, mm-hmm. which is the Monday after Nottingham Comic Con. So we're letting Nottingham Comic Con because it's nothing worse than trying to promote your event and some other events fucking stepping on your toes. So. We figure clear board and then we'll go for it. But we'll do some little, like, you know, hype building things. Did we build hype? Do people get hyped for troops? I think some people are sad enough to. Not us two. No, we don't get hyped. No. We dread it. Cold sweat. Mm. But at least there's only one troops in 2019. Yes, that's true. So once February's out of the way, we can just. I'm going to change my phone number. Until 2025. <laughs> <laughs> um, chillax. Yeah. Did you just use the word t- chillax? I did. Okay, now. I got the 411. I'm down with the kids. 
How is your hot rod? <laughs> Should we start again? <laughs> oh, it's got off the. To be fair, the hassle we've had getting my new laptop to do what the other old laptop We've already did. been here three, eight, three hours. <laughs> I don't mute. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, no, so. Yeah, I thought we'd do a quick roundup of shit and then sort of do another arty. Okay. Talky one. So. Um, so we can mark introduction. We can mark introduction. We can tick that one. Introduction done. Right. Movie trailers. Movie trailers, because I don't know what. I've only seen one of them. I haven't seen the X Men one. It's shit. Is it? Done. (laughs) (laughs) Bumblebee. I actually got excited about watching a Transformers movie. So did I. I didn't have Captain Marvel on here either, but. Mm. That also looks cool, but. All Venom. Gives a fuck about Venom. Mm. I cannot get excited about Venom at all. I kind of wish I was, but I'm absolutely not. Yeah. It's just. I don't know what that movie is. It's a Spider Man movie about Spider Man. Well, yeah, there is that. I really hope they do things like, oh, look, it's Spider Man, but you never see him. It's just people pointing at him as he swings by. <laughs> I don't get the point of reference for Venom's costume. Mm, there isn't any. Without Spider-Man? No, because it was in his DNA or whatever, wasn't it? It's Yeah, makes no sense to me. Well, that's Venom done. Next, yep. Bumblebee. We did, we'd start with Bumblebee. It looks really good. It's got genera- the first generation Transformers, by the look of it. I presume they're flashbacks. I don't know. Well, it's set in the 80s, isn't it? Well, I know, but the way that it's kind of done, I mean, Prime is a hologram at one point, isn't he? Yeah, um, so I presume because he's what's it? What I've gathered from the trailer, Bumblebee is in exile, isn't he? He's been chased. He's on the run from the Decepticon police. As you would be, yeah. And he had a little hologram of Prime or something, didn't he? And then sounds painful. Yeah. What's the name of that purple Decepticon transformer that's got like a shockwave? The one that's got the... Yeah, that's it. Shockwave. Shockwave. Not to be confused with Soundwave. No. Ah, okay. Yes, he is, yeah. Looks really good, actually, in the trailer. Yes, and the bit where the cassette pops out. Was that Ravage? It looked like Ravage, yeah. Yeah, I always get... What does Shockwave turn into? I honestly can't remember when the cartoon... It was something Cybertronian, I think. Oh, Cybertronian. Good word. Well, you know. Yeah, um... Yeah, I'm, you know, cautiously optimistic. It doesn't seem to have the uh, Michael Bay dirty fingers all over it. Mm. So, you need slow, mo- slow motion, boss of face. Ass shots. Ass shots. Ass shots. Everybody loves an ass shot. Um, yeah, it's, have you seen any exciting movies or TV series? Uh, what have I watched? I'm watching Community again at the moment. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, what have I watched recently? I watched Avengers Infinity again. I watched that again. I really enjoyed it really a lot more the second it. time. Yeah. I just watched Deadpool 2 for the second time. did not enjoy it as much. You didn't? I liked Deadpool 2. It was, it was, it was fine. It's just... Yeah, second time. I didn't really do it for me I've much. been watching quite a few randomish movies. Uh, like I watched Buckaroo Banzai. Cool. Bizarre movie. I think I mentioned that last time, actually. I watched... What did I watch? I watched... 
Professor Marsden and the Wonder Women. No, no, heard that one. It's about or a loosely true story about the guy who created Wonder Woman. Okay. Um, which was alright. Um, I watched a really good documentary called Power of Greyskull. Oh, I've heard about Universe this one. Yeah, on yeah. Netflix. I've heard people so talking about that. It's basically like an extended Toys That Made Us episode, but sort of covers all of He-Man, not just the toys. Mm. Kind of thing. Um, that was good. I watched. Oh, I watched Hostiles, the Christian Bale, Rosamund Pike Western. Okay. Which, despite it ending with three children, despite it starting with three children dying in the beginning, I actually stuck with it. Mm. Which usually does me like, off! Yeah. <laughs> um, that's it for me. Yeah. Well, this is going to be a good podcast, isn't it? It is. I've been watching, or trying to watch season two of Iron Fist. Yeah. Which hard. is hard going. But season two of Luke Cage was pretty hard going. Well, it's just so fucking joyless. And they're doing that thing of, hey, those heroes you love, this is them in crisis, or this is them without mm. powers, or... Uh, uh, don't care. That's <laughs> not why I signed up. <laughs> but, but yeah. Um, I'll tell you what I did watch on Netflix. It was called, it's an animation called Next Jet. Okay. And it just kind of popped on my feed when I was going through Netflix, like, well, we recommend this to you, and it had robots in it, so which is probably why it was recommended to me. We've been watching Hilda. That's really good. I've heard that's very good. Um, but, um, I've lost my train of thought now. Sorry. Um, yeah, but that was actually quite good. It was a bit Hero 6-ish. Um. Uh, that same kind of... It was yeah, really good. It's got um, John Krasinski as the lead voice, as the mm. robot in it. Well, that's the other thing. I watched the Jack Ryan series. Okay. Which I also quite liked. Um, see, we're going to have to start thinking of our best of the year soon, because it's nearly October. Mm. But, but yeah, um, yeah, otherwise not been watched much. We're mostly drawing, which we'll come on to in a minute. Yeah. Because the pictures are that good. Um, in comics news, you've seen any of the Batman Damned? Controversy. Is that Batwang? Batwang. Batwang. Don't tug on Batman's Wang. Which will now be taken out despite the fact that it's meant to be an adult book. Yeah. It was, I, I did look at Batman's Wang. Well, yeah, I've seen it. But it won't be in second print, so everybody's. Yeah. The flippers have come out. I wrote a piece about flippers for this week's mailer. Oh, right, yeah, I sort of read that. And for people who don't know what a flipper is. It's somebody who goes and buys a dolphin. comics at the standard shell on shelf price and then sells it on eBay for about 80 quid. Mm. It's, uh, they piss me off. But I get collectors buying things to keep. I get collectors buying one to keep and one to sell. I just, people who go in and empty the shelves, meaning that proper fans can't get their hands on them. So do, you think, do you think Batman's Jewish? I don't know. He was definitely circumcised. Was he? I didn't look that close, to be honest. I did. I know a man who can just go around drawing dicks in the book if people want it back in there. Do you? Yes. Uh, Mike Layton, he's got a page that, on Facebook that's... Uh, I think it's Drawing Dicks and Defacing Magazines. Nice. Yeah. Well, there you go, you can make a fortune out of that. So yeah, you could just go around and... 
fill in the blanks in everybody's. It was more like half a dick, though. Um, wasn't it? You only saw like the rough outline, like the. Like the um, You've looked far too closely at this. I'll do life drawing, mate. Well, yeah, that's very true, to be fair. I see your point. I'm quite yeah. my under. <laughs> but now we know the reason you're going. Mm. But yes, it, uh, I don't know, it's just one of those things. It's like when Donatello died in the uh, Ninja Turtles comics. And then didn't and become then came back, head or yeah, And then came back to life a couple of issues later. So that issue that people were paying fucking 50 to 100 quid for has probably pretty much dropped back down to being worthless. Mm. Like I said in the piece, I thought people were smarter than that now. And the sad thing is, is that the demand isn't there because it's a really good story, which apparently is a really good story. The demand is there because it's Ooh, first appearance of Batman's shadowy dick. <laughs> Which I'd love to see that. You know, like when you go around Comic Cons and on the wall thing they bring with them, they put up key issues and got a little white sticker on it with a handwritten thing like first appearance of Doomsday. First appearance of Batman's <laughs> dick. First appearance of Batman's shadowy dick. <laughs> <laughs> the Dick Knight. Very good. And you're all weak. Damn it, I should have used that as the title instead of Don't Tug on Batman's Wang. <laughs> Ow. Can't go back in it. But yeah, fucking hell, Bleeding Cool site's really annoying for pop-up adverts. Yeah, and the other comic news that sort of dropped yesterday was that uh, Norm Brayfogle died, who drew a lot of the Nightfall, Batman Nightfall and the Batman comics when I was getting into Batman way back in the uh, early 90s, around the Nightfall time. So, which is sad news there's a lot of nice tributes coming out which can but yeah he's only young wasn't he 54 55 yeah it's but yeah his Batman was one of the ones that I copied a lot mm. when I was sort of drawing Batman but he's one of those names you never really I was never really aware of his name getting mentioned a lot what Batman <laughs> no normal Hogles oh but I'm sure it was. I'm sure I just didn't recognise it because it was in that period when I was reading comics and not actually taking note of who the people drawing it were so much. In that way you do when you first get into comics. And all of your art kind of looks the same to me, doesn't it? You can't really spot an artist from their work at that point. Yeah, I think when, when you first, first get into it, yeah, it's when you start noticing the subtle differences and that sort of thing, and then you notice that those differences weren't subtle at all. <clears throat> you were just sort of blind to it. I remember when I first met Craig, he had that thing where he could basically, he was very good at telling you the name of the artist from the just from looking at the art, and I always thought, wow, that's, that's like witchcraft. <laughs> it turned out you were just making up names. He is, yeah. <laughs> Apparently Terence Lombie Bombie was a very good Superman artist. I loved his Superman. It was great. <laughs> Oh, I need to have that as a pen name on something. Terrence Lombie Bombie. <laughs> it's Superman Run was to die for. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's just another manufactured controversy. Which The cynical part of me wonders whether DC's done this on purpose to get extra press for the book. So, do you reckon... Did did they ask the artist who included Sp uh, Spider-Wang? Oh, Bat-Wang. 
I thought we were going to say, did they ask Batman? Find him a droid dick too! Or did they do that kind of thing where they printed it and then didn't realise it was in there? No, I think they knew it was in there. Yeah? I think I think they put it in there, then they took it out and made up a thing so that everybody went out to get the by the issue. Hmm. It'll be interesting to see whether the second printing without the uh, shadowy bat dick will um, sell as well. Or whether they'll end up with a lot of copies just left sitting on a pile. Mm. I don't think it will perform as well. <laughs> yes. Rise to the occasion jokes and that sort of thing. I mean, I was m- sort of curious about it, but... You were curious about the Batman? No, about the Batman Damned as a story, but nothing really turns me off more than a comic book doing a uh, adult line. Because it usually means it's just going to have a bit more blood in it and Batman's going to say shit a lot. So basically a Frank Miller comic. Yeah. yeah, I said it. Which is the other thing that fills me with dread. Frank Miller's working on... Still, that's like several comic fandoms I've pissed off. <laughs> I'm sorry, fuck Frank Miller. Anyway, moving on. Speaking of a mediocre art that tries to get by, I've been drawing a lot recently. Okay. Uh, in September in September some knobhead came up with an idea and I foolishly went along with it and that was last year we we came up with the idea I came up with the idea you came up with the idea Um, well what it is yeah we've we've been on the matter before but um, Jake Park who's an artist that I'm a very big fan of in America he came up with something called Inktober so just completely by coincidence I came up with Sketchtember uh, well, there is already a sketch temper. Oh yeah, yeah. Why? Well, yeah, there was no, the, just just for the pedantic people out there. Like, uh, I think you're fine, Mister Hanks. Yeah, but, but it's something that I want to start. For some reason, I couldn't do October, and I can't remember why. Perhaps I was busy, so I thought, you know what, I want to do it now. So I, I decided that we, I would do sketch temper, and um, we made it to a bit of a troops thing. We did, and it was a great idea, and it got a lot of people involved, and I've. I've done a tally sheet of who's stuck through it. Yeah. Which is really annoying when Wiki comes back and posts like several days worth at once. <laughs> yeah, I've got to go back and... So Craig has been doing his Smurfs. What was that? Smurfs that um, didn't get make the final cut? or Something like that, yeah. So he's he's gone from like two Smurfs, one cup. Yeah. And to the, the Smurf centipede. <laughs> and he's, he's gradually gotten lighter. Smurf, yeah. Smurf man group. You can see where his mood lifted. <laughs> I did. I think his two Smurfs one cup kind of won the internet, though, didn't it? That... I don't know. Smurf Womb Jim was genius. Smurf Womb Jim was brilliant. Which I was talking to him, and he was like, "That was the one I thought people were going to fucking hate yeah. and try off as a stupid idea." I was like, "I loved it. It was genius." I said, "Have me sitting there thinking of Smurf puns." He's like, "It's not about the puns." I was like, "I know, but Smurf Womb Jim is just such a brilliant." <laughs> I did say to him, Fifty Shades of Blue," but I don't know if he went for that one in the end. There's a Duran Duran, this is Planet Smurf. <laughs> but yeah, what was your theme? Um, I decided to do... Well, I used to, I used hashtag Fantastic Beasts, but it's got nothing to do with Potter. Or the Potter world. It was or just where a, to find them. Or where to find them. I just wanted to draw kind of weird creatures. So that's what I've been doing, and uh, but it's it's more for me. It's more been a excuse to work on my marker skills, and there's a few techniques I've been reading about from various artists that involve 
kind of markers and pencils and what you know using paint white paints and stuff like that so it was more of an excuse to kick my ass into gear to get on with that really which i've been doing on all of them um, your coloring has been superb so is that markers and going over it with yeah, crayon or, uh, uh, kind of yeah i mean and it, i don't mean like your crayola crayons no with colour pencil just cheap old colour pencil so i've been using these markers um kind of working from lights to darks and not necessarily using greys for your shades either so like greens i might look at using purples for the for the shadows and that kind mm, of thing and um you know blues and oranges and that kind of complementary colours um and then you kind of go over and then it's just really experimenting really once i've done it then i'll be like well what, what happens when i when i add a yellow pencil to it or something so sometimes you fucking got, ruined it. <laughs> that has happened that's what we do one at one point um and, and it's just really complete experimental like i discovered for instance that, that i use the white pencils i use for life drawing i was also using for these are kind of chalk based so they don't go over normal um uh, uh color pencils so you've kind of got to have that in mind. If you want to put the, pencil, the white pencil on last, you can you can't go over the parts that you've already put some pencil on. If right. That makes sense. So you kind of got to avoid those areas. So, I've, I I kind of discovered that after like, like day ten or day eleven. So things like that is like you know, that's that's near. So I've got to take it on what I'm doing. Um, but no, it's I love really really enjoying it. I had a bit of a lag draw in the middle of the month. I was kind of struggling with some ideas. I almost drew a pork at one point. Um, but no, I have, I have really enjoyed it, and um, I think there's some quite some quite nice things. My, tomorrow, I think I'm going to put the one. Well, I'm a couple ahead, and I think the one tomorrow is possibly my favourite. I think if I put, if I post it tomorrow, or I might post it Sunday. Yeah. See, I abandoned my theme. Yeah, you were Batman sixty six. I was Batman sixty six, but then I got to the point where it's like I'm just drawing like low level characters, like fucking the Archer and that. So. That's as far as I got. Oh, that's really nice, though. It works for you as a poster. So, at the moment, you've just got it as blue pencil. Yes. I actually really like that. Which? Blue pencil. I use it because I find it easier when I go over with ink mm. that I can see where I was with pencil. But there is a reason that people use blue pencil, isn't there? That's... There is, yeah. It's um, basically it, you use it so that when you ink it and then scan it in, you can turn off the the blue channel in Photoshop, and so it's cleaner than using lead. It's a bit like the green screen using green screen for me. Yeah. It's the same kind of thing, and you just click a button and it turns all blue off. And in theory, you've suddenly got clean inked lines. So it's really nice work here. I, just I have to admit, your photography wasn't given this justice. Or you no, take photographs with your with your phone. But it's a lot of fucking rubbing out on that because it's difficult to find. Blue that. doesn't rub out very well, does it? That this crayon does. I bought some proper blue pencils, mm. all that are supposed to be the proper blue pencils for drawing with, and they don't rub out at all well. Sorry, that's the noise of my pencil pin. Yeah, those. Bloody hell. Where'd you get these from? Amazon. Expensive. Yeah, I think it was £5 for two. But it doesn't rub out very well. Yeah. I didn't enjoy drawing with them as much. So I bought myself a little sketchbook. But yeah, that's what I did with them. It's a different kind of blue, isn't it? Yeah. But I just find the blue crayon works quite nicely. 
Oops, sorry. Oh no! Sorry, everybody. So I bought that and I bought some new pens, which I'm really liking these pens for fine lining with. So we've got two brush ones as well. Oh, have yeah. They're really nice. But. Yeah, quite smart. This one's running out because I used it on a Thor one. Really nice. Sorry, yeah. I ruined your sheet. That's right. Yeah, they've got quite a nice. Are they black or are they grey? I can't black. see. Black. Yeah, black. I think because I've been using them a lot, they were already started running out. Yeah. But yeah, this wasn't bad. It was about nine quid for the set of pens. Mm. Uh, you might have to get you Sydney the link for those blue pencils, you know. Okay. I've got some blue mechanical lead um, for my mechanical pencils. But like I say, this, really brittle, I this one's just from a box of WH Smith crayons. Yeah, well, yeah, that's all you need. But it's been working nicely. Um, but yeah, so I abandoned that. Then I did a couple of filler ones. There's about 20 on there. 19. And then my kids suggested Power Rangers. I can tell you now, I fucking hate drawing Power Rangers. So yeah, that's the one. Because they're helmets a fucker to get symmetrical so I just gave up <laughs> I got as close as that's nice which one the, 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 the white one ah yeah that is the pink ranger oh but apparently pink. the green ranger's the coolest oh who sold you that my nine year old oh, so really? I had to draw a separate fucking green ranger just for the green ranger so and then these last few days I've just been filling them because I've been enjoying doing my nerds ones more mm. than any of these ones so I've just found I've been filling that with that and then just, because I'm only a couple shy, I've got about 19 pages left to fill in this. So, but... Are there any newest I haven't seen yet? Uh, quite possibly. I think you've seen the roughs of some of them. My kids, Baby Tuesday. My kids found that one hilarious because it's got like, yeah, shiny a shiny bum on it. Very shiny bum. Well, you know, I thought it might be like a Kardashian now. So in case you've missed it, what? so we've got for our, our kind of brand to this podcast, we've got a logo where we're both kind of... Two non-trademark infringing ghosts. Perhaps 1980s computer based on 1970s computer game. Nothing like him, perhaps. Nothing like him, no. And it's, basically it's me and him, um, me and Stuart. Uh, Stuart's got the glasses on, I haven't. And um, he's been drawing little scenarios, uh, usually where I come out worse. There have been a few I haven't, but... It's less and less you coming out worse. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, I've seen that one. So there. Yeah, so where do we get up to? Because I did read them all out. That's my, still my favourite. That one. What the Jane Son of Yeah, one. I think it's the colour, and I think it's the, the that's all black and white. I think it's lovely. Anyway, <laughs> so my sodding Dobby. I think it was around here or Nick, because I went on holiday. So you got the Highlander one. Oh yeah, Highlander. I think we got up to that. Then we've got that isn't the Charlie Chocolate Factory. Not starting name them. Oh yeah, it's at the bottom. Uh, yeah, we had, uh, that's, uh, is that Tron? Tron, yeah. Claire, no, oh, I see, that was your... That um, was the lethal weapon lethal thing, weapon. yeah. They changed the character. The actor. Danger Mouse. Which, I don't like. There's some of these that aren't gone up online because I'm not happy with them. Which the Danger Mouse so, one didn't really work. I'm Danger Mouse in your penfold, mainly because of the glasses. Crikey Chief. Crikey Chief. 
Uh, what's that from? Oh, that's just because I was on holiday. Oh, okay. So we just okay. did a Nerds on Holiday one. So you're on a cool surfboard and I'm in a rubber ring. Yes, which I should have made A green that. Newman. Well, it was just a green cow. But yeah. I realised afterwards I should have done it as Zoot. Yeah. An inflatable Zoot ring. So when I redo that one. <laughs> Sounds like one of my sex toys. <laughs> I got an inflatable zoot ring. Uh, Hello, ladies. <laughs> uh, I'm Dobby with a sock, which means I'm free. That's because we went to the Harry Potter world. Yeah. So you might have seen that one last time, actually. I think I have. Well, I might have seen it online. I generally send you photos of the roughs, so. That's my favourite, which is Jay Silent Bob. Yeah, I'm quite pleased I'm Jay, your son and Bob. Obviously, Bob. Bob. Um, this one, I have to admit, I was confused when I first saw this one. Um, it's Winnie the Pooh. You're Winnie the Pooh, I get that now. I'm, I'm, I'm stuck in a hole. I'm, yeah, I'm sticking a broom up your ass. Have I got an axe in that one? In the yes, you have. <laughs> um, they got Psycho, and um, you're Norman Bates's mother. No, Norman, Norman Bates. Bates. Spoilers for Psycho. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, I'm Chewy. Scruffy looking nerd herders. Yeah. Uh, then we're in life drawing. I like the floating pads in this one. Well, I've, kind of I've given up that because they've not got hands and I'm not going to draw them with hands. Mm. I just figured it'd be some kind of telekinesis that they'd hold things up with. What are you looking at to make your tongue stick out? Well, no, it's my concentrating drawing. Right. But I thought it could be interpreted either way. Yeah, absolutely. So it's either like ghost wang or. <laughs> Oh, sin is shadowy ghost wang. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was, I'll tell you, that was when Burt Reynolds died. It was, yeah. A, yeah, suddenly they've got eyebrows. So I'm Burt Reynolds and you're Captain Chaos. Yep. Cannibal run. <laughs> cannonball, not cannibal. What did I say? You said cannibal. I meant cannonball run. That's the one where they eat people. Yeah, oh, I see. In cars. Yes. Uh, yeah, there we go. So it's of alarms and I'm Buffalo Bill. You're Hannibal Lecter, and I've got very, <laughs> I've got very nice eyebrows, and it's crossing my legs to hide my bits. <laughs> and a Peter's nipple. You've tucked. I'm tucked. Would you fuck me? Yes, that's not what I called that one. I called that one Goodbye Horses. Because it's the song he dances to. I thought it was I Want to Be Adored by the Stone Roses. No. Yeah. Oh, goodbye Horses. Yeah. Um, uh, footloose, I think. Footloose. I'm teaching you to dance. Oh, wow. It's because it was on that Sunday. <laughs> That's quite cool. I like that one. When I redo it, I'm going to make that bigger. Oh, yeah. The really? license plate. Uh, so, Back to the Future, and I'm Marty McFly, and you're Doc with cool hair. Marty! Great That's fantastic. Welcome to Roadrunner, and um, I'm Roadrunner, and you're uh, owing. Oh, we like the floaty side of that one again because they've got no hands. Yeah, <laughs> me, me. these are the perfect thing for me because I hate drawing hands and I hate drawing feet. <laughs> Is that um, um, say not say anything? Say anything. Yeah, I've not seen that movie. And you've got a floaty radio on your head again because he's got no arms. E.T. and I'm E.T. <laughs> I like your cheesy grin in that one, actually. <laughs> I figured that might be the back of the book when I actually put them together into a book. 
I don't like the moon. I need to redo the moon. Mm. That's no moon. I was trying something. You still should have made that the Death Star. Oh, <gasps> should have done. Mm. Or a giant Pac-Man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have you got? Have you done Pac-Man yet? Yeah, the Tremors one. Oh, Instead of, of the worm, it's yeah. Pac-Man. Then we got okay. Um, Let's just Superman smash through our wall. Uh, so have we got a bit of a Bert and Ernie thing going on? I don't know, maybe. It's up for interpretation. I know exactly what the last one's going to be. I'll tell you that off air. Okay. Fair enough. Because I know exactly how this sketchbook's going to end. I bought a new one ready to go for when I do more. But I'm thinking with those, I might redo some of them. Because the ink's bled through on some. Mm. And maybe put them together into like a zine or a little book or something. And then put it out there and see if anybody's interested in. So how have you, how have you found that the continuous pressure of drawing every day then have you been drawing every day or have you had a few stacked up no I've made sure I've drawn every day mm. I'm not one of these cheaters who fucking misses no. five days and the, then... the rules were <laughs> 30 sketches in 30 days yeah I know but I'm not taking a break so yeah my last few I've sort of phoned it in they've just been random scribbles that I've been putting in this one mm. so that was one that was one that was one that was one mm-hmm Oh, you're joking, Ninja Turtle from today? Yeah, I don't know how that happened. And I think one of the nerds ones I did was a sketch timber in the end. But it's having time. I've been doing long shifts at work, so I've been fucking knackered. Mm. Like I say, with that Batman one, I just hit a point where it just wasn't happening. I think once you rub something out 20 times, you should just walk away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, On the page. Oh, I see. So, so I... That's something. How do you push through the funk? Because everybody hits a funk, whether you write or draw or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. I look on Pinterest. Or put together a Comic-Con. Yeah. I, I look for inspiration. I, I've got a few. I, I use Pinterest a hell of a lot. I, I flick through books. Um, because there's no... If, if, you ha- if you're not in the mood to do it, then you can't make it happen. Yeah. You've got to kind of force... And there are... You know, you'd have different things. People have got different ways of making it work. Some use little blue pills. I've, I've I use little blue crayons. Yeah, <laughs> little blue pencils that don't scan yeah, in. support. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I do. People do it differently. You know, some people listen to music. People watch movies. Yeah, uh, but I find I use a lot of reference for like so. Like if I'm doing a nerds one and it's ET. Yeah, I'll oh, you would the, do. I'll yeah. look at the picture and, that. and with that Batman sixty six one and the Power Rangers, I use reference pictures and then just tweak them to. Me. I find I use them up to a point and then... I would be absolutely mortified if you didn't use reference, to be honest, mate. Some things I do, like that Batman and that turtle was just free drawing. Mm. So I sometimes find free drawing. It was quite funny. Um, one of the women I worked with was like, is that Sketch Timber thing you're doing? And I was like, yeah. And she was like, there's a lot of really talented people on that. And I was like, yeah. I was like, I have a bash too. She was like, oh no, your stuff's quite good. Oh, your stuff's really good. <laughs> I was like, you can't take these back seas now. <laughs> so are you going to carry it on to October? Have you decided? I will, but probably not every day. Mm. Partly because I've got True Believer stuff to be getting on with and partly because life's too short. Mm. <laughs> so I'll probably carry on doing the nerds things. I've got some ideas for the different ones I want to do. And uh, yeah, we'll see how it goes from there. I can't wait to stop drawing bloody animals, I have to admit. That is the trouble with the theme, isn't it? I found that with Batman the Animated Series after a while. I was kind of like, I cannot wait until I'm done with this. That's mm. why when I, we moved on to Inktober, I did shorter themes. Mm. Which, Like I say, I think just pushing through, and with the Batman 66 one, I'd gone through all the big characters. 
it was kind of a case then of uh, doing the ones that were in like one episode. Did you do Green Hornet? No, because he wasn't technically. It was. You start going into the people that they meet when they climb up the walls, and then I suppose you do Dean Martin and Sammy Davis Jr. and that. But or the Adams family. But yeah, so was it the monsters? No, it was the Adams family. It was Lurch, was wasn't it? But yeah, so I just. Plus, the page was pretty full by that point. It seemed like a good point to walk away. Mm. Yeah, it looks nice at the moment. You've got the right the right amount of characters on. I still yeah. think you should have done them with the Batmobile, though. Well, I did think about making me making that one of the last things I do, but I don't really want to ruin it. And I thought I'd try and do something a bit more out of my comfort zone, which was where the Power Rangers came in, because it's symmetrical helmets, which symmetry I'm not great at. Symmetrical so, helmets, good name for your sex tape. Very good name for my sex tape, and my autobiography. Symmetrical helmets. <laughs> the Stuart Maureen story. Can we call the, this podcast Symmetrical Helmets? We can, right. It's called Symmetrical Helmets. There you go. That was a little insight into how sausages made. <laughs> I always think when I listen back to check it after I posted it up, that shit, that should have been the title. Mm. It was like there was one in the last one, I can't remember what it was, but I was like, that would have been a great title instead of the one I did go with. But, but yeah, so you've been. I am zooting. Yes. Tabling. Um, selling your work for quite a while now. How yeah. did you make that leap? How to make the leap from. Oh, from, from, just, from just doing it. Because for years, both we and I were telling you that you could probably make money. Yeah. You were both wrong. <laughs> for years, you were. <laughs> Um, didn't say profit you could make money <laughs> I think well it was ever and for since years you were just kind of like no I just do it for fun which is the frame of mind I've always been in is that I just do it for fun I always feel like a bit of a fraud when somebody's like I pay you some money can you do something for me well, the day I decided to have a table at a convention was the same day that you said I could have a free table no <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know it took a lot of convincing myself I think and other people could trying to convince me as well it's still about confidence you know and I, I was started to do I mean I'm doing the sketchbooking, but I've also been doing these these painted kind of scenes, um, digital painted one-offs, I suppose, prints. And, um, you know, I started doing um, a series of uh, superhero kids and then I did a series of zoots. And they were just kind of one-off. I didn't really want to do a comic, comic book or comic strip. I just wanted to tell a story in one picture. And they were mainly used just so I can get better at digital painting. When you and started taking commissions of like yeah, know, and I digital did, paintings of people, I did kids. a lot of portraits, and I, I, I'm not. I mean, I prefer doing my own stuff in the portraits because, as opposed to making things up as you were going along, it's quite yeah. exciting. As opposed to doing this is a photograph I'm going to draw. Plus, there's kind of less pressure when you're presenting a picture that's supposed to look like somebody. Yeah, there is a, there is massive pressure because if you think it looks like somebody, it doesn't necessarily mean the person who knows that person will think they look like a person. I think that's right. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, so I started doing, it was a set of Zoots, and um, I was Zoots' little robot I've been drawing since I was very young. Since college, if not before. Before it? school. He started off as, an, as a baddie for Boomerang Bunny. Boomerang Bunny. And um, 
so yeah, you know, I got on Dennis Prince, and I thought, you know what? I just said I was working on Trubia with, with, with Stuart, and he said, "Go on." I said, "I can have a free table," so I decided I'll have a go, and I had a really good day. It was really uplifting and confidence building, so I haven't really stopped. Um, I've done what have I done? I've done three True Believers. Yeah, I tricked you into having a table at Nottingham. Yeah, Nottingham. I've done. Which was uh, the first one outside of True Believers, wasn't it? Nottingham was, yeah. Then I've done Worcester. Uh, I've done... Size. Where's Size? Cardiff. Cardiff, of course. Bloody hell, yeah. Well, that was a kind of a joint. I only really had my sketchbook. So Again, that, that was more tricking you into having a table. And next week, and then on Sunday, I've got Chippenham. And next year I don't, I don't know if this is a bit of an announcement to you Stu but um, I'm going to go for Fort Bubble cool I'm going to apply which is pretty scary because it's the big leads big leads it is big, big leads, leads. Yeah. big league in leads uh, so uh, I'm going to because you're going to apply for that and um, they they get back to you to see if they've given you a table or not but I thought I'd have a go I don't blame you I kind of thought I'd quite like to do something where I had a table at Thought Bubble, but not having anything to table with mm. is tricky. But but yeah, I'm just gonna pause it a second. So yeah, we are back. So how do you potentially stupid question? No, you're good enough. You don't. Well, I suppose it's you. How do you reach that point where you're like, I'm ready to put myself out? Well, for, for me, it was people trying to, trying to convince me, and I wasn't ready at the time, and I'm glad I did now. No, I'm pretty sure I offered you a table at the first True Believers, didn't I? And yeah, the second did. one, I sort of had a cancellation, but told you it came late, and it actually did. Yeah. To sort of trick you into it. Nice. <laughs> you trickster. Well, you know, you weren't fucking... Uh, I don't know. It's <laughs> you weren't taking the notes, so I kicked you off the cliff. <laughs> I, I think there's a general rule with drawing is I, th- I think you're probably always better than you think you are with anything I think that's fair because I'm rubbish at taking compliments on it it's so bloody difficult to do because there's always in the back of your mind especially when they're face to face compliments and there's always in the back of your mind that they're just trying to be nice they're just being polite yeah you know it's like oh, you know, like my mother it's like you know that's really nice well you would say that wouldn't you um, yeah I think you have to disregard any pair of and you, you've, got to, you've got to moan at them and say look I want to be honest with me and sometimes I can really hear, well, in that case, it's shit, you know. Uh, I think but that's a valuable thing. I think people, it's like people who do go and get their portfolio reviewed yeah, and then don't take the criticism, mm. which, again, there's two kinds of ways of doing criticism. There's criticism you can use and there's just shit, mate. Yeah. It's like, well, why am I shit? As I've been getting braver over the last couple of years, I've been taking some of my... I haven't done a portfolio review as such, but I've done a sketchbook review with certain people like um, the Everton Brothers at True Believers um, and uh, Gareth from Iron Shod Ape uh, at Nottingham. Yes, I remember you going for that. Uh, that was quite scary. So, because with, so, as soon as you left, everybody asked me questions about your process. <laughs> and I was like, it's just cut and paste, mate. Yeah, <laughs> F5. Um, <laughs> it, so, so, as you know, I, I'm a, as a trade, I'm a graphic designer. So that's quite a creative trade anyway. But doing design for people and doing art is completely two kettles of fish. Two completely different kettles of fish, even. Um, design's almost, there's a science to it, 
if that makes sense. Yeah, there, there's a certain process to, to the science bit, but I think what it is is that with the, with the design, you usually have a client. For me, with as an art, unless I'm doing commissions, but a lot is a lot more personal because I do it as a as a as a hobby. That's how it kind of started. I do, I it, do it as a de-stressor. Is it, it's a complete mind. de-stressor. You know, like I do life drawing. Just and it's cheaper than Lego. <laughs> Not always. It takes less space. Well, no, I just did spend the best part of four. You wouldn't all be crap today. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's a lot more personal. And you're you're doing it and, uh, when, you know... Well, you're when, putting yourself out there, aren't you? Yeah. It's like, this is a piece of... When you're showing the sketchbook. Sentimental. Yeah. It's like, this is a piece of me. This is something that I've worked hard on. This is something that means a lot to me. Yeah. And... Yeah, you're brave with me. I'd never do it. It's it, you got. It took me a long while to actually get to that stage, um, but it's something. But if I thought, well, if I want to do this seriously, and I, I'm very much into it at the moment, and it's something that I've got to do. You know, it's a barrier. I need to get the professional opinion on it so yeah. that I know if I'm going in the right direction. I, I don't. I, think, I don't think. My, my, well, this is getting quite deep now. No, one of my biggest. What I, like. Yeah, one of my biggest fears, I think, is believe in my own hype if that makes sense as in thinking I'm better than I am and someone turned around and said you do realise that you know, you're not going to get this hype you know what but I mean? that's the same with anything that's the same with organising true believers yeah is that you've always got that fear of somebody's going to be like you do know this event's really shit don't you mm. yeah it, it, it's, and you keep saying in the back of your head you've still got that voice saying you know, you, you're embarrassing yourself you know it's, it's pushing beyond that isn't it yeah. which is half the battle is like mm. how do you reach that point where you can when I first started doing life drawing, uh, that was quite nerve-wracking because you're basically sat drawing in front of people with people, and if I'd have a bad session, I would come home and that would almost destroy me. I'd come home and I would be it would be horrible. I wanted to sleep that night. I'd wake up and all I'd think about was what I've done wrong, shit, you know. Now I've had two life. We've been back three weeks now at life drawing, and I've had two really bad sessions. I thought were really bad sessions, but. I, I'm, I've, I can see myself kind of getting coping with it better. It's like, oh, well, you know, used to I used to be like, shit, I'm only as good as the last drawing I've done. And now it's just a, a what? <laughs> you know, I've probably burnt out a little bit. Hopefully next week will be a bit better. Yeah, but it's still it still does get to me a bit. You know, it is easy to burn out. I mean, I'm not at yeah. the level you're at, but no, but, but you you don't just doing it. For you fun. get blind to it as well. You you get very blind to your drawing, and um. Uh, yeah, you know, and that's either a good thing or a bad thing because you could be the only person to see the mistakes when you draw, and then everyone can look at it and think, and actually, that's fine. What I always do, it's like I don't know if you saw the Thor piece I put up the other day. I did. Which people, it's going to sound really arrogant, but people pay a lot of compliments to, mm. and all I see is the mistakes. <laughs> what mistakes do you see? The arms aren't quite right. To yeah, my mind, right. and the cape's not quite right. But it's also my eye. Did you use all? The, no wonder your blooming pen, black pen ran out, mate. Yeah, no, it didn't mean to go that far. But you know what it's like. You've gone a certain distance. You like it just needs to go a little bit further, and then totally a sex tape. It also had a quite a nice effect of like. Yeah, was that deliberate? Uh, well, it's started accidentally, and then I made it deliberate. Mm. So you can see where it started to get more deliberate. Yeah. But but it's like going through that. No, it's a sketchbook thing. Looking back at the first few, mm. and just seeing how it's changed through doing that, and how I've got more comfortable with drawing and and that sort of thing. But it's 
It is the thing. I mean, that's like I say, with me wanting to redo some of those nerds ones to maybe put them in a book to put out to sell. It's that's a massive step. Mm. What if you do that and nobody buys the book? Yeah, beyond your mum. Yeah, that is horrible. It really is because again, you're putting yourself out there. It's like printing your diary, really. Yeah, um, that was really scary when I did it, and it was thanks to because uh, I, I did a little sketchbook, a robot sketchbook that I sold from this year, wasn't it? It was, it was yeah. this year the first time and the reason I did that was because I met up with when I had my portfolio crit, my sketchbook crit with Gareth at um, months again he said oh, do it absolutely do it that's what you need to do uh, more for myself really than anything and I did it and it's been great you know um, I think you got to I think if you're not sinking too much money into it that it's going to cripple you yeah if you're prepared to take the risk on 100 200 pound on print getting the books printed and I think you kind of got to do it sometimes, just to know what you're dealing with. Yeah, you do. You've kind of, you do. You've got to put yourself out there. It's just, um, it's breaking that step. I mean, I've said since we started True Believers that my highlight's been watching you talk art with various people, whether mm. it's Dylan when we're all go out for a meal or sit what as much as I take the piss watching you talking with the other and brothers. Mm. And I'm always that annoying fucking kid who's like, what they say? What they say? Do they want to go out with me? <laughs> Give a little bit of paper two squares yeah. and then giggle and walk off. Do you like my art? Yes, <laughs> yes no. or no, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so doing that. Um, you should put that in the front of your next sketchbook. <laughs> Do you like my art? Yes, no, maybe. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Lovely. Um, but no, it is, it is a big step to actually take it to people who are professionals. Mm. Not to say you're not a professional, think, but you know what I mean. Uh, yeah, it is. The, what makes you a professional is a whole different thing. Uh, it really, I mean, you've also got to, it's, 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 it's quite, because you don't, I don't want somebody uh, to turn around and just go, yeah, it's brilliant, I carry on what you're doing, because that is not constructive. You need, Even though it's, it's painful, you need them to say, right, this is where your area is lacking, this is what you've got to work on. Um, Gareth, bring up Gareth again, um, he can stress how important... Um, perspective work, working, you know, your perspective, 3D stuff was. And he actually said, uh, when I met I saw him in Thought Bubble and I gave him one of my sketchbooks because it was cool. He, he gave me one of his, we did the, the sketchbook swap, it's really nice. <laughs> then he got home and he was like, This ain't my oh shit. <laughs> and, um, and I'm back. Missed you, Stu. And, um, he said because he's been following my work which is lovely and he said almost straight after our meeting he said he saw where I was experimenting more because he said about the 3D stuff and that he could see an improvement in my in my work in because of the, 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 because I was taking that thought into consideration the, the perspective and and it does when you've got that into your head once you're going to get I had to relearn it mind because I'd forgotten all about it from you know the two and three point perspective and things like that but I did a bit more research and I got back and I started to incorporate it slightly in my drawings. I don't mean I started doing just 3D stuff, just that I would have that more in mind when I was doing structuring when I was rendering my, my you know, um, my forms and stuff. And he said that he could see a difference. Well, that's quite a nice compliment to him just to come out and say that. I think perspective is a really daunting thing. It's certainly something that I stumble over. It really is. It, it just, it's a lot of work to do it But well. it's so important as well. I mean, it can really make or break a piece. Um, and it is so. It, I find it very difficult to get my head around. Well, it's perspective, and it's just putting in the few extra details, even if they're not done to perspective. They add a depth to the picture. Mm. It's like some of those 
bringing it back to that again, but some of those nerd ones, it's just the two characters on a white page, and some of it I've put in backgroundy things. Yeah. Just to sort of give it a bit more something to it. But but no, it's been. I spent a good chunk of this week just drawing. Most of which I don't post, but. It's important. It is important to draw as much as you can. I, I, I've, yeah, I mean, I'm getting to the stage now where I'll probably draw every night, much to my wife's absolute annoyance. But yeah, I'll every draw time I pick up a pencil and a pack, I get audibly hear cat's eyes rolling. <laughs> but I um, think that's possibly the nicest thing I've had recently. Man reads from computer. Great for audio. But I don't really want to read it out because it sounds blowing smoke up me own ass kind of thing. But. Yeah, lovely. Really nice. And given how good he is as well, that kind of really yeah. meant a lot. It's nice than anything you've ever said. <laughs> oh yeah, it's really nice. But it is, and I think you need things like that, even though it's difficult to take. Mm. It's good. weird, sometimes it's more difficult to take the compliments than it is the criticism. Because mm. you kind of like, at least I can do something with the criticism. Oh, yeah, that's the set with the criticism. Um, you know, you'll be you're going home and that's all you'll be able to think about. It. It's like, oh, fuck, so they think they're thinking that. Way. Then it's like after a couple of days when you've sunk, when it's sunk in a bit, be like, yeah, okay, they got a point. It's you know? using it, isn't it? Mm. It's, it's not dwelling on the mistake, it's moving on. And as you're getting a bit more comfortable with it as well, you you, you can, you can, because it is quite painful, you know, and once you get more pain, more comfortable with bringing it, it really does become useful once you can take it. Well, bit. the thing that really pushed me forward was you saying about just posting artwork, whether it's good or not. Yeah, just that putting, really helps. Just putting it out there and not, Labeling it with a here's a Batman I did. I'm really not happy with the eyes or the nose or the mouth mm. or the ears or anything about it. Mm. Just posting it sort of without comment kind of mm. thing. And, just, and there is sometimes that anxiety of but you've posted a picture up and it's like nobody's liked it. Nobody's liked it. Nobody's oh, liked absolutely, it. yeah. And uh, but it's it's a necessary evil, I think. And like we've said before. By taking a photo of it and looking at it that way, you're looking at it through a different perspective and you mm. notice things that need tweaking mm. that people generally don't see, or if they do see, they're too polite to say anything. Do you hold your work up to a mirror? No, I don't. That really helps because you start, suddenly see it differently. It's very yeah, good with faces. On. Yeah, but it, it, <laughs> what you can do, if sometimes I'll do a drawing and then I'll flip it, you can, um, and yeah. then I'll notice that one eye is smaller than the other. And I've always wondered, well, now I can see that, now that it's different. But is that what anyone else sees? If I hadn't, if you the normal unflip picture, somebody who hasn't seen it before sees it, do they instantly see that one eye is bigger than the other? Yeah. Or is it because you flipped it? I mean, what, there can't be any difference flipping it. Do you see what I mean? Does that make yeah. sense? Why That's the thing I... with taking a photo sometimes is you've got to look at the photo and realise that it's possibly the angle you've taken it at. Yeah. As to whether because there's sometimes I've taken the photo of it and I've obviously moved slightly when I gone to take it and then I've looked and I'm like shit that's completely off but when I've gone back to the drawer and it looks fine because mm. that's the other thing I find I don't know whether you find it with drawing from a real life picture is that what looks right in a real life picture doesn't look right in a drawing right so that's very similar to yeah, when you're doing a live drawing you've kind of got to believe your eyes and not believe your brain yeah um, like foreshortening if you're drawing something and that the arm is closer to you 
your brain is telling you that the hands are the same size, but your eyes are telling you that hand's bigger. Yeah. But if you've got to listen to your eyes, not your brain. You see. And you've got to, because you'll draw it and it might not look right, but you've got to, because you, your, your brain is screaming at you, that has too big, that has too big, that has too big. But if when you measure it all up, you'll yeah. see that actually from that it is, because you're putting the 3D objects onto a, two, onto a piece of paper. Two, yeah. Onto a flat piece of paper. Um, that's something that my life drawing teacher always says about believing your eyes, not your brain. So I stole it. Sorry, Keith. No. It's always important to steal the things that work for you um, and pass them on. Yeah. So, like, when you got to, because this is something I've come across recently, is when it comes to getting paid. Like, the first time you got paid, how did you know what to charge? Still, that still lose me. I haven't got a clue. Because um, we had it with that murder she wrote piece I did. Yeah. That I sent you some things just to show you how it was going, and then sort of asked you your advice on what I should charge. Yeah, that's and then something. you told me a price, and I was like, "That's fucking way too high. No one's ever going to pay that." So I went back to him with a low baller, and he was like, "How much do you want for it?" I was like, seven fifty, including postage." Mm. I was like, "Is that the same?" He was like, "Too cheap." If any, said the price <laughs> I was, he said, "I was like ten pounds, including postage." Mm. And he was like, "I'll give you 15 and then he paid me twenty. Um So it's yeah, because the museum job was relatively easy because they said we've got a budget of fifty pounds. Is that all right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's, that's nice like, when yeah. they say that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I don't know because because your brain's always good. I'll do it for free. <laughs> yeah, um, is yeah. I I can't answer that question. That's still something that eludes me. Um, I sometimes make up on the spot when I do portraits. They do take me a long time because some people do it that they look at the hours that it's going to include. But if you do that, you end up charging like thirty p an hour. Yeah, and it's hard, you know. Uh, the, the, my portraits also, I usually charge around twenty to 20, 25 to thirty pound a head. If it's you know because if I mean if I'm doing like a series of five, though that's yeah. where you know I think I you know at the moment I'm happy I'm comfortable charging that. Um, but if you, again, have, if have you, you ever had it, anybody tell you that's too much? Only you, <laughs> and my sketchbook. That's the only thing. Okay. Uh, no, I haven't. That wasn't like a, you're charging too much, though. That wasn't based on the art. That was based on... Are you charging too much of a sketchbook? Well, no, but... <laughs> See, you're making me sound like a dick again. I'm not a dick. <laughs> Stuart would like to apologise for any offence he's previously called. <laughs> Disclaimer. <laughs> no, my thing behind it was that it was your first sketchbook, and apart from a couple of true believers, I Am Zoot wasn't really out there. And I held my hand up and said I was wrong. Mm. And... And it wasn't just me. Cat sort of agreed as well from an accounting point of view, but then she'll always lowball me anyway. So. Well, the, the way I got to that price was basically I doubled how much it would cost me. Which, so that's how a lot of people that. do it, isn't it? Yeah. But, I didn't but, yeah. agree. I don't have to have But, well, we both said it. When you showed it to us from the boot of your car in a hotel car park, <laughs> which, you know, didn't add to the mood, to be honest. <laughs> but, no, my point was sound in that it was a... N- it was a round number. It was a note. So it was it was an amount people wouldn't really think about. It was my logic of it. Yeah, yeah. Whereas once you start putting coinage into it, mm. people stop to think about it a little bit more. But like I say, I freely hold my hand up that I was completely wrong. Mm. Which is why you've pretty much sold out your sketchbook and I'm still sitting on copies of Tales. <laughs> <laughs> but, but no, it's... I mean... 
But no, I've never had, the, thankfully, I've never had someone turn around on a quilt and say, sorry, that's too much, can you do it for cheaper, thankfully. Aside from me, have you ever asked anybody to ask you to do something for free? Although I've, I've never asked you to do it for free, I've just assumed. <laughs> uh, I've, no one's ever asked me. Because you no. see that float around a lot. Of I was reading about that today, actually, yeah. You do. Was that um, the one where he then sent back the picture and it was like a stick man kind of thing? Yes, it was. It was that one. Because I couldn't look at those. And I was like, for free. Yeah, I can can you do it now, please? Yeah. Um, no, I haven't. I have often, um, you know, said, oh, do you know what? Don't worry, I'll do it for free. I have done that at the moment. Which I think that's different. That's... It is different. No, I, I can't remember anyone actually asking me to do stuff for free apart from you, Stuart. Um, <laughs> I've never asked you to do it for free. <laughs> you just to presume. <laughs> <laughs> You've just never invoiced me. Yeah, that's all covered. Uh, so no, the answer is I no. I paid you once. Done. Yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. In kind. It wasn't Jaffa worth, cakes. It wasn't worth it in the long run, <laughs> yeah. but I did give you some money. But no, it's just. I think for a lot of people, it's that awkwardness, isn't it, of mm. realizing that there is some value to the work you've done. I think it's getting to that because I. Like I said to you, when I sent that thing, I was like, I feel really awkward asking for money. Yeah, it is horrible. And when he asked me how much, I was like, I don't know, I've never done this before. Mm. <laughs> and it's, like I say, it's realising your own worth and the own value of your art. And that, but that all comes with confidence again, doesn't That it? somebody's asked you to do it for a yeah. reason and they're clearly willing to pay you. But there's always that thing in the back of your mind if you don't want to fight back with like 10 quid and then like, mm. I don't think so, mate. Yeah. Then there's the whole digital art thing as well. Uh, people are... They're, they're, well, it, it's a lot more well-known now than it was a couple of years ago. But well, I remember the first con or so, there was always that stigma, stigmata. That stigma I still think the best digital. way you could silence that is just have your fucking laptop with you and be like, go on then. Because mm. I've tried doing digital art and I can't do it. Because it's a whole different mentality of eye to screen. It is, yeah. Yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a tool, and um, it's a because I don't know about you, but I can sort of if it's a character I've drawn a lot, I can do it sort of from muscle memory. Yeah, so I don't necessarily have to look at the page when I'm drawing sometimes, or you know, you're not conscious that you're looking at the page as much as you yeah. would when you're trying to do a detailed. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, it makes sense. I'm not sure I agree, but it makes sense. Well, no, it's probably why you can sell your art for money and. I have to give mine away with cash. <laughs> <laughs> to museums. No, I'm not. If it's you know when you're mindlessly doodling, hmm. like you're doing now, like I'm doing now, and you tend to not look, and then you see what mess you've made, and just make something from that. Hmm. But, but I genuinely believe that anybody can draw. Yeah, uh, yeah. This, this is the thing. It's does it annoy you when people turn around? Well, I I can draw a stick man. Or I can't even draw a stick man or something like that. Like, well, you can, yeah. Hi, it's like, it's hi like, Chris. How are you doing, mate? It's like, you can draw. You might not be able to draw well at the moment. It's like Jack the other day when he, I did my Power Ranger and he did one as well. Mm. And he was like, your Power Ranger is much better than mine. And I was like, well, to be fair, I've got 30 years of experience. Mm. And it's like, Andy's got one more year of experience on me. You need to smash that one out of the park. <laughs> Where's that thing? Is that thing what being thing? packed away? That well, was really been awesome. packed away. Has it been packed away? I was going to ask you to get it out. Hello. Hello. <laughs> I was going to ask me to get out. the thing out. You've not this... made that any better. <laughs> um, you, you, post, you posted a, um, a thing on Facebook of a really cool little tracing toy thing, didn't you? That it's, you're, Yeah, it's a weird thing. You like It folds out, 
and then you've got a little shelf that you can put your figure on. Then you've got a piece you can look through with a mirror above it. Right. But so I, is that reflecting the toy? It reflects the, the toy sheet. onto the paper, so you then draw in. Oh. You're essentially tracing the toy without it, the paper being over it. Yeah. But my eye just cannot wrap its head around it. It could be that you wear glasses. Well, I've tried it without the glasses, not then I can't see it's it. All blurred, yeah. <laughs> but no, it's just my brain can't connect the two things. Okay. I think possibly because I've, if I'm drawing like that Batmobile, mm. I will look at that physical thing there, but to have that thing there, but be looking at it down here, my brain can't. Okay. Even though I could see it on the page yeah. down here. But, but no, he likes it. So hmm? if he's going to he only, get, only gets it out about once a year. But. Yeah. So do I. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Back on that. So, but I'm going to have that last stuff of cake to sit there and dust. But yeah, so I mean, like I say, I think the confidence thing is getting, and that's something I really want to talk to you off air about the thing they do at Disney that I quite like to do. Mm. Um, Disney Princess. Yes, Disney Princess. Yeah, mm. I want you to dress as Rapunzel. Mm -hmm. My okay. dreams are coming true. But no, I think it is getting beyond. That. I think it's the same with anything. The same with writing. You know? It's getting to that position of putting yourself out there, and yeah, I'll tell you. So, not to you know go on about me all the time, but well, I'm no, doing but this comic book at the moment. I'm not, that is that's completely different. That was going to be my next question. Uh, so I'm doing. Um, I'm drawing my first comic book um, with the little heroes for Aaron, um, his little hero, uh, little or heroes. Tony. <laughs> yeah, Tony, and uh, Tony from Awesome Podcast as well. He wrote it, and something completely different to what I've never done before, and that's nerve wracking as well, uh, and it's exhausting. But I'm tr at the moment, my, I've got the mentality where I'm treating each frame. As a separate piece. I was going to say, are you treating it as a sequential? Because yeah. I've only sort of quickly seen the Ashcan version of it. I've not actually sat down and looked at it properly to see I'm how sure it sort of flows. Piece, if you like. like, as to how sequential it is and how much of it is. Yeah, it's um, quite. Uh, it's one page. It's page three. Hello. It's. You can tell it's page three. It's exhausting. Not sure we should have boobies in it. <laughs> Um, and as I said, I mean, I'm, I'm painting them all up properly, as in my my painted style, and it's taking quite a while. But actually, not as long as I thought it would be. Um, that's page one. It's lovely artwork. Thank you. Uh, but it's see, I do pay him compliments. <laughs> Stuart would like to apologise for the rest. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was a bit nervous sending that off to them because it was like, well, is this what they wanted? And, you know, they can turn and say, yeah, well, that's not a comic book. You know well, I remember when you first took it on, I didn't realise it was quite as big as it was. I thought you were just designing something for them. I didn't realise it was going It started off just as that. It started off because they wanted some... But you were quite nervous characters. about that. Mm. It's just sending that out as you weren't sure it was fitted the brief or whatever for what they wanted. Yeah. Which it clearly did, so... Uh, but... It was, I mean, it was setting out as a page is totally different as well. But I think this is where my kind of graphic design came into it as well, because you've got the composition. I could kind of work out the composition. Composition. Well, this is kind of something that Vince and Dan have said, isn't it, on the Awesome Pod, is because they are designers. Careers are in. We're all designers. Even Ken Reynolds is a graphic designer as well. Well, I think it does help in laying out a page, because I've tried doing thumbnails for a 
Is comic he Keth Brett a designer? I think he is, yeah. I know, yeah. But yeah, I've tried doing thumbnails for, well, not thumbnails, but like rough layouts for yeah. a comic I wanted to do to put into Tales 2. But it's just a mess. And um, again, yeah. I... Not to sound like you, like Freeman, that's actually a very nice book. I know. <laughs> um, yeah, um, some people, you look at their thumbnails, you know, I would buy that as a piece of art mm. by itself. Because I'd quite like to at least try and do a one or two page comic at some point, just for the experience of doing it, which mm. I kind of did when I did that spatula lad page. Yeah. Which I quite enjoyed, but it was so time-consuming. Because it's not like the 50s and 60s where you can just put a purple background behind them. Focus reading Spatula Love, man. Oh, uh, yeah. this is the broken heart. <laughs> Sorry. It is done for laughs. <laughs> Actually, what was Spatula Love, this is the broken heart? Is this the best that's girlfriend? Yeah, I can't remember what the idea was for that now, but it made more sense than just that. Is he a stalker? Pretty much. Mm-hmm. You know that thing where you write one note? Yeah. And because it's fresh in your mind, that one note makes it perfectly sense. sense. And then it doesn't. And then about six months later, you come back to it, you're like, what, what was the I fuck thinking? does that mean? <laughs> but, but yeah, so did you thumbnail that whole thing out or did you I don't know um, I or kind did you do of didn't. rough page layouts no I didn't I went straight into the pencils um, the, my, with, I start I don't know actually um, I didn't thumbnail as in everyone else would thumbnail I suppose not the kind of traditional sense of thumbnail I just basically went in with pencils Rachel Smith shares her thumbnails yeah. sometimes which are really cool to see Mine was just a case of going straight into it with the pencils and just and just refining and refining and refining. So I, if oh no, because they take it all digitally. Yeah, yeah. So. These were so the script would come in and it would be like um, there are six panels to this page. Panel one does this panel, and then I would literally just kind of start putting my panels in, and I think, well, this one's panels is a lot more going on. So it'd be a bigger panel, and then my graphic design head to kind of takes over to think. Well, I want this panel. To, I don't want just a square panel, square panel. I want this panel. Maybe this panel's flowing into this one. Maybe this one overlaps this one. You know, that kind of thing. I'm just trying to make it a bit more interesting. And then from there, I could, so I suppose it is a case of thumbnailing. But to me, a thumbnail is some quick sketches, lots and lots of different quick sketches yeah. of the same thing. And that one works better. So that did you look at other comics for ideas? Or? There was a few I did, yeah. I mean, especially for, for styles as well and colours and things like that. But not really for layout. I mean, to me, the layout was kind of... It kind of... This sounds really arrogant, but the layout kind of wrote itself. Do you see what I mean? Like, I think that makes sense. I think if you've got a clear picture in your mind, you don't need the thumbnails if you can work the layout. Yeah. I think, I mean, I'm guilty of sort of... Nice. Really nice. I really can't wait for that to be finished. Get on yeah. with it, you prick. I know, it's um, so bloody long. No, I'm I'm very much guilty of I don't necessarily always do the groundwork with things. Mm. Is that I will do the shortest possible option. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But I mean you've got a lot more experience of that than me, not necessarily with comics, but just with <coughs> sneezing. Sneezing. With knowing how to sort of follow your artistic instincts kind of thing. But yeah. 
Yeah, but even just sending them off. So I remember sending the first first page off to Aaron and Tony when I was doing the pencils because they wanted a firstly they said, "Oh, could we see a character?" So I designed um, his name is Springworth. Then he was called Automator, but now he's called Springworth. He's like a robot butler. I heard that. And then I explained, "Look, you know, I'm, I'm I'm glad to have done this, but I've never done a comic before." So then they said, oh, actually, can we see you? How would you do a page of the comic? So I did this rough Ashcan's turn. How would you do the next page? How would you do the next yeah. page? <laughs> and it kind of turned into that. And then he wanted to see all the pencils of the entire comic before I even started painting, which I was kind of glad about. He's taken in charge. He's very good. Um, Aaron's taken in tra- taken charge of the order that I do it all in. And we're doing it by page by page. Yeah. Which I'm really happy with. I'm really glad about that. Because it's like small little little deadlines as opposed to a big one. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's experience, it's learning, it's it's exciting. It's very different. But, um, yeah, it's taking a long time. Well, again, I said to you after the summer event, the amount of people that said that they couldn't believe it was your first comic. Mm. I think is... I think they're just being nice, to be honest. I don't think... But some of the time, then they're the kind of people that would just be nice. <laughs> they're not nice people. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean. They're not the, particularly like Aaron or Tony. That it's their names riding on it too. Yeah, you can't really afford to be kind of like. Well, yeah, no, that's really nice. But then you got like people from the staples in the industry, like the Edmonton Brothers, and you got um, Nick Prolex as well. Yeah, you know, I mean, bloody old Nick Prolex is like the go-to man anyway, isn't he? You guys, I saw, I met him. I saw him at Thought Bubble. Yeah, because have you seen the? stuff he started putting out rough scribbles and that because he wants to try and have something new for each ta- yeah. tiny tables which I think is a smart move to I think even if it's a new print or something I think you should have something it's, look, you've said the same haven't you and mm-hmm. try and have something new for every try to yeah again it's not always possible but yeah, very nice man Mr Prolix he is and very talented too is <sighs> annoyingly Slang Pretoria is great. One of my favourite things is just a little postcard from him. Have you bought Slang Pretoria? Yeah, I've got more. Just that. I love it. It's just like a little brown cardboard postcard of uh, Atlas Unfettered. I want to get a little frame to put it in. But yeah, it's ace. It's superb because it just as a film fan it captures a thing as well of what it's supposed to be and see it's annoyingly simple and it just really works it's very difficult to get simple right mm. it's one of those things that you think it's like sort of Batman the animated series isn't it you think those straight line designs yeah. are easy to do and they're very difficult to get right because there's a symmetry to it that... yeah, it's a lovely idea of just the lots of postcards He's, he's got a real retro way, hasn't he? Retro yeah, style. which I think is something I like as well, which is like um, Andy Cliff with Captain Cosmic and that. Yeah. I love that retro sort of style. I love that old-fashioned thing that it's not all muscles, it's just a line across the chest. Yeah. And There was a great... I, uh, Craig bought a copy, but there was a great comic for sale at, um, at that Thought Bubble, done in the style like Tintin, that kind of art. Awesome. And it was just called Space Captain. And underneath... Captain of Space. Go on. Have you got that? Yeah. Absolutely. Brilliant. 
I backed the Kickstarter and got the first four issues, I think it yeah. is. I need to check, I'm probably behind on But it was a case of I just saw that and giggled to myself for about five minutes. Yeah, no, I really like Space Captain. Captain of Space. Captain of Space. It's the first issue as well is really heartbreaking. Yeah, really? Yeah, because mm. it's looked like him leaving his wife and that sort of thing. And mm. I don't want to say too much. Or... Spoiler alert. Exactly. I got to meet one of my... Um... I say art heroes, I got a lot, but it's some guy I've been following his work and I love his work. He's um, a concept artist called Ian McHugh. Name rings a bell. He, he's a, he worked on um, uh, like some of the Star Wars films, and um, but he's just come back from New Zealand because he was wor- working on model engines. Cool. And his stuff's just incredible, real good concepty, floaty ships and spaceships and robots and stuff. And um, I, I got to meet up with him. And um, I kind of went a bit girly. I was like, I'm really glad. <laughs> and he was awesome. And then I was trying to decide which of his sketchbooks to buy. That's the trouble sometimes, isn't it? There was four of them. There was One was called... Uh, one was called... Uh, was it Robots and Armour and stuff? And I was like, oh, something like that. I was like, oh, that's got to be that one. And the next one was called Mechs and Spaceships and stuff. I was like, which one do I go for? You know, and they were... You know that I, I was going to go for one. That was quite quite expensive. Is and get more than one. Yeah, yeah, twenty quid each. That's um, the thing I found with the Edmonton Brothers ones. Is that you get your money's worth for? Oh, those you absolutely do. Yeah, but it's but a case of you to buy yeah. all three is like sixty quid in one go. Yeah. so I've been buying one each time I see them, kind of thing. Yeah, they had the new one out there when, when we saw him. <sighs> see, that's the one I need. <laughs> but I'm hoping they'll have that in Feb. They will. I'm sure. It was. It was the first time they've actually sold their they were selling the... I still haven't got through the other two. Maybe not. Oh, not I, I not to say that, I, you know, not because they're difficult to get through, just because there's so much in there to take in. Oh, I've always got to flick through. So, oh, yeah, I'd flick through it, but mm. I've not consistently got on page to page to page. I love in that kind of book, though. I think they are just there just to get inspiration, just flick through before you're about to draw. Yeah, but you know, it's like with a great art book, you just sit there and go from page yeah. to page. But the sketchbook ones, I mean, how do you think when you draw... I really want to start making notes in that. And yeah, which they, they the encourage. Way, yeah, yeah, yeah that's the way, the way they intend it to be used. Yeah, they want it thumbed and. Well, yeah, he says in the introduction, doesn't he? Yeah, get your pen out. The thing that will make him saddest is knowing it's just sitting pristine on a shelf. Yeah, but the OCD in me, the uh, never destroy a book kind of. But buy two, get put keep one in the packaging. That's it. So. Uh, yeah. So uh, who else? I see if, uh, the Milmo. Saw the Milmo. I actually didn't know she was there. It was quite nice just to bump into her. Bless her. Um, Did you see Kim Joy from Break Off? <laughs> Most of the pictures I saw on people's timelines was them stood with Kim Joy. Yeah, no, I didn't, but I did go past Travelling Man, which is the shop that they own. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I didn't see her. I know she. I, I heard she was out. I didn't bump into her. I didn't recognise her anyway. I know there was a picture of her with John Lay and yeah, I saw Bob that. Jones, I saw. Hmm. Uh, saw Mike Collins. Mike. He's absolutely fine. He asked about you. Did he? He did. Bless him. I owe him an email. Like I say, I've been waiting to hear back from the venue before I email people properly. You so. did actually ask about rooms. So, yeah, I, I will be sorting that. Um, and um, who else have I been to? Rachel Smith. How's Rachel? She's fine. I was fine with Rachel. I love talking to Rachel Smith, but there's always that look in her eye of like, where do I know you from? Yeah. <laughs> um... She's got a new Kickstarter coming soon. She has a new follow-up to yeah. uh, Wired Up Wrong, isn't it? Stand in Your Power or something like that it's called, isn't it? Stand in Your Own Power, yeah. 
I ordered house party off her. It hasn't come yet. Noel's house party? No, just house party. Yeah. Because it was one of those ones that I can't remember whether I've got it or not, but well, it's reduced to a fiver, I'll just order it anyway, and then if I've got a spare copy, I'll give it to somebody. Yeah. But, but yeah, so, and did you come away inspired? A lot of people sort of say they come away with their creative juices flowing, right? Yeah, I absolutely did. Um, I, I, I tend to go for the sketchbooks, people sell the sketchbooks, but there wasn't that many of them this time. I'm big into art books at the moment, I'm yeah, they're really, they're really nice just to have them flick through for ideas. And so when I was doing the beasts, it was a big case of a sit down and it'd be like, I'll just, you know, do some random research and go flick through a few books I've got. Do you know what they them. remind me of? And I don't mean this in a. Because you're based. Animals. Animals, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah that's it's, it's not. It's not the same style, it's not the same mm. thing. It's just the thought process that goes into it and the names and, and then, then giving them the Latin names. names. Yeah. That's been more the most fun actually coming up with the stupid names on it because it started off actually looking at Latin things and it's like, well, you know, Latin for elephant is this and Latin for dog is that, but then it was a case of I'll just stick Ian or E or something into each word. It's a bit like, oh, was it our geography teacher when he used to stand in as the Spanish teacher just told us to write the words in English, put an A or an E on it? Is that because at least you'll get a point for trying? <laughs> It's like I did a, a, a I did a giant sea monster shark thing, and I called it "Gonna Need Us a Bigger Boatium." Nice. So, did you do the pictures, then come up with the names, or do you have the names and then come up no, with the no, pictures? No, 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 pictures first. And then, so I'd usually when I was like to post it, I'd look at it, thinking, "What could that be?" So, no. were there any that you were like you could picture it in your head? You just had to get it down. Yes. Um, the, the, did you see? I did one of a. An octopus with a smiley face on his ass. Yes, that one. I was out on a run, and I, was, I thought of it, and I thought, actually, that's, that's pretty nice. good considering you were running at the time. Then, yeah, I can't good. draw and walk. Let alone run. <laughs> no, I wasn't drawing while I was running in Muppet. I thought of the idea. No wonder I was car, yeah. <laughs> 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 it was digital as well. Yeah, I just find it like I say, it's the ironic thing of I've been doing the Batman thing with that, and then all I wanted to do was draw nerds. Mm. Yeah. That's all I like, want to do is draw robots. It's like the ET one last night. I was like, I just want to go to bed. And then I was like, oh, this is bet the nerds would look good in an ET bike chase. <laughs> <laughs> that's tomorrow's, I think. Awesome. So I, I think that's probably my, possibly my favourite. Oh, really? Right. So how do you know we're shadowing, like, what's too much? Because I find it's easy to overshadow. Practice, that's what it is, practice. Yeah. You kind of you, you don't go straight into it. You build up the colours. Like I mean, the shadows on this one, probably fourth or fifth attempt, and I've just gone darker and darker each time. Because you're doing those digitally, or are you? Doing no, these all have gone. They're all they Yeah, they're all on tone paper. For the benefit of the listener, because I was paying attention. <laughs> and that one's possibly the last one. Some kind of big stomper thing. You got a plan for them? You thinking of putting them out as a book? I or? might sell the originals. I don't know yet. sweet like a kangaroo cross liver koala so you draw on brown tan paper yeah tan paper how why did you go that way because i can use white i can use chalk because i do it live drawing i can just use i find white just really makes everything jump off the page because i find it gives them a 
certainly those ones it gives them more of a found look yeah it does um the, but the, I didn't the know... trick is you've basically got to re- rediscover the colors that you use in yeah. the markers because whatever markers on the nib isn't going to be the mark of the color that you put down yeah because you know because it's got it's an extra layer of color exactly yeah. Um, which is quite nice, really, because then you can kind of experiment with it. And I've, I've got a notebook where I've been basically laying the colours down and explaining what they are and just myself. So, which is why I said earlier, you know, purple works really well on green with this paper because yeah. it, it it doesn't give you that flat, dark look. Um, it's something I've been tempted to try, but I've not mastered white paper yet. So. Yeah, it's just when trial and error. I mean, you can see where I've got some yellow. That is just yellow pencil. Yeah, on there. But I just think it almost looks as if there's a light coming from the top of it. So when you do the pencil on it, is it lightly over inked? Do you have to press hard? Um, you... It depends on what colour you're going over. Uh, sometimes it will only pick up in certain bits where the, where the, where the, the marker pen isn't so heavy. But then again, that just adds to it. Because something I'd quite like to do a workshop in at Troops is colouring. Yeah. So we've done several on drawing, but we've never really looked at colouring. Absolutely good point, yeah. Because colouring's difficult. It's like... The pro markers compared to a felt tip pen, you get a much different technique, but you can still get that streak of a pen nib. Yeah, I think that also that does depend on the quality of the marker as well and the kind yeah. of ink they use. Yeah, because if you're using like cheap Crayola yeah. not the, and nothing against Crayola or cheap store brand own mm. felt tip pens, you're going to get a very different texture to using a two pound fifty. And if the pens get a bit old as well, you'll start getting quite blotchy and quite. And then you're probably going to get a very different technique from the. Pro marker to the um, yeah more higher end, but it's also about the, the blending with it as well. Um, the, I also it, find that if the cheap pens work for you, hmm. then use them. Use the cheap pens. Yeah. It's like I was talking to Susie Gander because she had a load. She'd obviously bought the set of those chameleon pens. Chameleon pens, yeah. Which I couldn't. You bought me a set of them, and I struggled to get on with them. I must mm. admit. And um, then she said she never uses the thing where you it's mix quite the interesting two because they've got a kick. Yeah, they've got a gimmick. Basically, on one end is they've got little reservoir full of just the alcohol so what what you do is you, you put the one end into the alcohol and it sucks it up and then if you start using it it start you get a fade of say but it's a dark gray it once it's dipped in the alcohol you stop it's nothing at all and suddenly the gray starts seeping through so you're supposed to get quite a nice blend nothing all the way to gray like a gradient and uh, that's the kind of the selling point but um, I've tried it. I can't get it to work for me very well. I can't. I found it incredibly frustrating because I'd find the exact tone I'd need, but it wouldn't quite last long enough to yeah. do that. And then trying to get that tone back again. And then uh, Susie said the same thing. She bought the whole set in a really nice little big case, like, yeah. like a briefcase. And uh, she doesn't tend to use the, the gimmick, the actual chameleon gimmick. She used to no, use the use as the pen. Because I've had. I always like talking. It's like when I went to that art exhibition, Wiggy had done that Spider-Man thing, and he'd used brush pens. Yeah, I which I I'd not used. I know he did. No, in that originally. Yeah. Which I'd not used brush pens at the time, so just kind of like, how did you find using them? Yeah. Actually, I asked him how he found them, which he told me he bought them in a shop. Yep. So I have to rephrase. Hmm. He's so, a clever git, isn't he? Because I just because I got the two. Was it Copic ones? You said yeah. they were, and I found them difficult to work with at first. Hmm. But I've been watching a lot of videos. Mike Collins keeps sharing them. I shared one that's just yeah, someone oh, using a brush. Incredible. To yeah. ink. I so hypnotise and watching it. It's like because mm. you t- put turned me on to the Todd McFarlane yes, drawing he, videos, he does, yeah. Which is the drawing, but just watching how somebody and it's like watching it come together, and you sort of look at it, you're like, "That's never gonna look." No, he's fucked up there. He's got a little bastard. He but fixed he it. holds the pen. Let me roll the pen. So he holds the pen like that, 
really close down and it's so intricate it's kind of lines and stuff it's the it? fact it's a brush as well like a proper brush yeah. not a brush pen but yeah. a brush and it's just kind of like just the skill of the mm. holding your hand steady enough to get the exact thing you want and it gets that perfect flick so the lines are perfect it's like yeah it is it's just beautiful stuff beautiful you know because I tend to cheat that and use a thicker nib and then use a finer nib. That's not cheating, that's, that's normal. Absolutely. To make it look like I used a I brush. I mean, you showed me in that, you bought some, um, some actual brush pens, haven't you? Well, they the just came ones. with them. <laughs> I mean, they're useful. I mean, yeah. Uh, oh, I, I use them for filling in. I, a lot of the colouring in the nerds things now, I use the brush pen for mm. the black. Like I say, that Thor, that whole background is one of, is the thicker brush pen. But it's just, it's quite good for learning to steady the hand. Hmm. So, for different things. But yeah, it worked nicely on the tyres. Yeah. Just getting that sort of tyre. So I did that classic thing, though, if I forgot that that would come in front of the tyre. <laughs> so you've got the light. This is why these are the roughs. <laughs> That's what sketchbooks are all about, though, aren't they? Mistakes. I like see that's what I like in sketchbooks is the mistakes mm. or the you could see where the mistakes were starting to come in so it just remained a bust shot rather than a yeah full body kind of job and it is it's just trying it's experimenting you're never going to get better if you don't it's just trying to do different things it's not you can't I'm, be afraid for trying different things no and you can't be afraid to make mistakes no and you can't shouldn't be afraid to put those mistakes out there for people to see I'll show you some Oh, actually, um, one of my—I told you that one of my um, uh, sketch timbers I didn't like. I redid it the night before, night afterwards, and it was this one here. That's a hidden one, and I hated it. I really liked the concept. Yeah. But it did. I, I, what it was, it was the it was the scales on the stomach. They were they were flat. They weren't rounded. And yeah. It, it just threw it off. So that bothered me all night. I find that with drawing Ninja Turtles. Yeah. They've got a similar chest. So that was the old one, and then I went back the following day and I redid it. Cool. And I didn't do the scales on the stomach that time. So yeah. It was a bit overpowering. But I think that's 20 times better than that one. See, I'd have been perfectly happy with that one, though. It was just bothered me. I think it was just, I think it was flat. I, I, I liked the concept of it, and to me, I didn't get the concept to work properly. Well, I think there is. It's like this Power Rangers one. The amount of rubbing out I've done with trying to position. It's like. A few of them I posted, I posted unfinished because I just wasn't in a hands mood. Yeah. <coughs> I just gave up. But it's like that hand was up here at one point. It was it's just finding that pose. Yeah. And you this just... one was a right fucker for where to put that second arm, which the perspective is slightly off. It needs to be yeah. different. And I it's, just noodling. it's just noodling. It's just sometimes I'll get nowhere if I'm sat there, especially with these. And I'm just sketching pencils, rubbing it out, sketching and rubbing it, trying to find that 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 hook, trying to find something. I think actually, yeah, I've got something here. I'll carry on with this. Well, the thing with Power Rangers is the helmets, which I know that's not symmetrical, but that is I mean, a lot better. It is symmetrical. It's quite symmetrical. It's the things are slightly off, the eyes are slightly off, and that sort of thing. But yeah. it's infinitely better than it was before I started fiendishly rubbing it out. Symmetrical helmet. Symmetrical helmet. But. But no, I, it's been a good drawing chat. I yeah. like it. It's been quite a... Yeah. We've, it's, it's started off a bit stale, maybe, this chat, but yeah, we got there. Well, it's getting into your rhythm, isn't it? Same mm. as drawing. <laughs> That's why people do warm-up sketches. 
So, I've just been mindlessly doodling. It's usually you mindlessly doodling. Mm. So, but sort of any books you'd recommend people check out? Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, as I said, I tend to go for sketchbooks. Uh, if you go onto Jake Parker's website, um, you can he's got some PDF downloads that you can buy of his printed books because he's over in America. They're too expensive uh, to me. They're very expensive to actually get shipped over here. But they do. He's got downloadable ones um, that are. Uh, in fact, I've got them on my phone. I'll read out the names of them. Um, I always keep them on my phone. So further. Um, they are. Please hold, caller. So his name is Jake Parker. There we go. And um, there you go. They're called drawings. <laughs> <laughs> drawings, drawings two, drawings three, drawings four, drawings five, and the drawings robot edition. Do you ever like look at your work and see where you've been inspired and you've put Frankenstein'd it together into your own? Um, but I'm going to say no, but yes, absolutely. Of course, like I'm always going through the sketchbooks thinking, I know where I got that from. You know? Which, like with me, I've got a habit of doing noses in a very Terry Moore style, yeah. which is sort of the no. I mean, this is rough, the no shape, but then you put two sort of lines there. Well, okay, Zoot, his legs. Straight from Buzz Lightyear. Oh, I can see that now, yeah. Mm. You can we thieving can, bastard. Can, can we edit that bit out? <laughs> nope, he's a fraud! <laughs> this guy's a phony! Um, but I think you do, don't you? you? I don't think anybody's style is 100% theirs. It's all influenced by something. Mm. But I wouldn't look at... If you showed me just Zoot's legs... I wouldn't look at them and go, they're exactly Buzz Lightyear. He's even got Andy written on the back of his foot, the bottom of his foot. <laughs> so, yeah, but that's more a reference than a... Yeah. <laughs> I'd love it if that turned out that was accidental. <laughs> you just copied Buzz Lightyear's legs exactly. Damn it. <laughs> just written Andy on by mistake. <laughs> Fortunately. <laughs> I don't think anybody could fucking say that this is 100% their There's own no work. such thing as an original idea no, it is their own work. It's just you're no, allowed to be influenced from people. Yeah, you're allowed or to be one hundred percent their own style. I think your style is. You, there's always going to be things that you're going to take away with you, and even if it's and again, it's the same with everything. It's the same with writing. Yeah, of course like it is. A certain, although not as good, a certain part of my writing style is influenced by having read all those Kevin Smith books. Yeah, you know, if you draw, if you attempt to draw a cape from um, from scratch. Where is your brain going to try to find images of capes for? It'd be from comic books, right? Yeah. You know, you'll try to remember what what the capes look like in your comics. Now, you're flowy and all this, you know, because hours and hours of writing, you know, reading comics yeah. came from that. So, you, you know, even subconsciously, you're going to have little snippets in your head that's going to come out in your stuff, and you can trace it back to whatever you're. Well, it's like that periwinkle piece I did. Yeah. It's a blatantly almost exactly the same as a Terry Moore thing. But I didn't use the Terry Moore thing. I did it from my head. Yeah. And just sort of subconsciously stole it. <laughs> and freely admitted that I subconsciously stole it. <laughs> but So it was my own, but it was the image in mm. my head was somebody else's kind of thing. So, and I didn't... Influences are good. People, you know, to, to actually, info, or, you know, to inspire, insp inspiration and influences are good things. They're not bad things. As long as you're not, you know, because you are putting it through your filter. Yeah, that's it. As long as yeah. you're not putting your piece of paper over their piece of paper. And but then that, that's, not being inf that's not no. being inspired. That's just being a knob. Yeah. That's doing the kind of fan art we don't appreciate. Yeah. So, but yeah, um, I'd also recommend the How to Think When You Draw 
Edmonton Brothers things that they Which post is up online. Which an absolute Bible. Yeah. The book it. is superb, but even if you can't afford the book, it's all free online. It's all free, yeah. And if you, they're all on Pinterest as well. If you go to Pinterest and Google it, they're all on there. Yeah. It's I've so often great. found where it's kind of like, I need to draw smoke. Yeah. I'll do a Google search for how to think when you draw smoke. When I did, I did the octopus on here, I, I, I flicked through the, um, the octopus a couple of pages on the, on the book, just for a fresh perspective. And it's what it's designed for. Yeah. Again, there's nothing wrong with copying what they've done exactly and then developing but, it into your own style as you go. Yeah, but I think it's more... No, I'm talking more when you're starting out. Yeah. Because kind of your art, probably same as me, was, as I said earlier, when we were talking about it, um, Norman, that is that his Batman was the Batman I copied. Yeah. And that sort of... It's getting giving yourself the muscle memory. Mm. It, I think I've explained before about the whole analogy of having a Lego box in your head. And when you start off drawing, it's almost like Duplo. But the, 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 the things you can draw comfortably from, from your muscle memory, from your, you know, from the head, are big, bulky. You, know, you can draw rectangles and circles and squares and stuff like that. So a lot of your characters, a lot of things you're drawing are from those shapes. But as you progress, then if you like... Your Lego set changes to more detailed stuff, so it would like turn into like you know normal Lego, where you've got smaller pieces, you've got more intricate pieces that you're quite comfortable to draw from your memory, and then from there you get you know technical. So your like your Lego set in your head will change to smaller pieces and more technical things, and you can bring out a lot more pieces that you can happily draw. And do you, does that make sense? Am I talking? Yeah, about no, because it's sort of the same as with Zoo. Yeah, it's like where you've gone from a smooth shell you've started to put in the detail where you can see the different panels for yeah. example or drawing a spaceship mm. and initially you can draw it where it's just a triangle but then you, you always you just get a bit more confident with, with kind of playing about with it more and you know and, and it's uh, knowing when to stop as well because it's very easy to over detail something you can over certainly something it. i'm guilty of same with overshadowing well, but there's a there's a nice rule that uh, again that check parker says on some of his stuff is it's the 60 40 rule where is where we can over detail stuff. Either sixty percent is the heavily detailed, and forty percent is quite plain and quite flat, or forty percent is detailed, and the sixty percent is quite plain and flat, and it gives you that really nice balance. So if you're drawing a spaceship, you can either say for sixty percent of panels and big, you know, solar panels and armor, then the other forty percent will be the wires and the engines and all the little bits and pieces, yes. and it just gives it that nice balance, a nice ratio. Your right to kind of bring it in. You know, something that's so technically, there are certain artists that I find on the circuit that I think are too detailed and I find difficult to look at, meaning no names. Um, that's just the artist, don't mind their work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah this is their face. Um, and um, but yeah, there's this kind of 60 40 rate, um, 40 percent ratio that um, I find just it, it eases the eye into it. You know, it's almost like the, the perfect. It's a bit like the golden section. It's the it's what they find. It's it's almost the, the perfect marry of the two. That's nice for you, but interesting for your eye to see. That's kind of what he goes on about, and it does yeah. work. And that's something that I keep in my mind when I when I draw. You know, it's like little clusters of things as well. You're almost leading your eye around the page. So when to put a cluster, when not to put a cluster of detail. Yeah. You know, well, it's knowing what you're drawing as well. If you're drawing a Simpsons-y style cartoon for example yeah it's knowing when to stop with that level of detail mm. you don't need to draw every window in a building you can draw every third or something yeah kind of thing 
it's there's something I found during this comic because it's like when to stop on the backgrounds because yeah. you don't want the backgrounds to take over from the foreground. Which I watched a video that I think Milmo shared it that was the things that were wrong with the Killing Joke as a movie. Mm. And it's that it missed out the little details that made the comic pages so interesting. So mm. like the little placard on the desk of the receptionist saying, you don't have to be crazy to work here, but it helps. Mm. And then in the movie, it's just like a futuristic computer desk thing. And it's like all the details on the bookshelves in the back of a panel. And it's just lost on the screen. You realise how flat that film actually looks. Yeah. Compared to the screen, the the um, page. Yeah. We went to cinema to see that, didn't we? We did, yeah. And I wasn't massively keen on it then, but... Because, yeah, that was our Lost Lost episode, because I tried recording it on my iPod. Oh, of course, yeah. And the sound was not good. <laughs> it was mostly engine. <laughs> so... But, no, I think... I think the basic things we're coming away with is, you know, don't be afraid to look for inspiration... Don't be afraid to put yourself out there. And don't be afraid to experiment and just draw. And That's what it comes down to. Like I say, best advice you gave me, even though it was sort of wasn't specifically said, was to encourage me to set up a page for my drawing. Get your stuff out there, yeah. You get more confidence. When people start liking it and start saying, oh, this is really nice and all that, like the compliment that you got on that uh, from Mario. 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 It's um, it, it, yeah, then you start actually realizing that your work isn't as shit as you think it is. No, and it's. I mean, I don't think you'll ever be as good as you think you will want to be in your head, kind of thing. If that yeah. makes sense, absolutely complete. Because I yeah. think if you ever hit that point, you'll just give up. That's but when you become complacent I and boring. Before, I mean, there's two levels going on. I think is your eye level and your skill level, and your your skill your eye level is always above your skill level. You see, it's your ability to find mistakes and your ability to, to um, uh, observe. And I think they go parallel. So I don't think your skill level will ever meet up to your, obs- your, your observation level. No, and I kind of think that when you, when those, should those two ever meet, that's when you... That, the, the day you turn around and think, oh, I've just done the most perfect piece ever and there's no improvement on it. Is the day I think that you're not going to bother drawing it. I'll just yeah. pencil that. This was the point. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's yeah. you're just because it's a challenge. You're it's always a challenge, and you're always. I, I you know I get dreaming out of it because I look back and think actually that's all right. I'm quite happy with that. It's the but, excitement of it. There's a mass at the risk of over dramatizing it. There's a certain excitement of knowing that at any moment you could fuck this up beyond repair. Yeah. Which. It's like a danger game, isn't it? Well, it's the amount of drawings that I've been really happy with and just hit that point that I've completely fucked it up and just been like, no! Yeah. And that piece is gone forever now. Because <laughs> it's also learning to stay calm. As <laughs> and not to be too hard, hard on yourself either. You know, it, it, shit happens. It does, and it's just... Like I say, it's sort of... There's a mindset to get, and it's... You've got to look at what you're drawing for. Mm. If you're drawing because you think that you will then get offered a job at DC or something like that you're not doing it for the right reason yeah like I say I do it as a de-stressor and off the back of it a couple of people have asked me to do things for money mm. and drawing really? stuff and drawing stuff as well <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah and it's sort of that back door I've never applied that pressure to myself of 
I've got to do this, I've got to put it out there, and then people will start giving me money, mm-hmm. kind of thing. And like I say, that's the big thing with potentially turning those nerd things into a book of some sort. Is the putting it out there and nobody wanting it kind of thing. Yeah, it's a it's a fear. But it's the uh, Wayne Gretzky thing, isn't it? If you uh, miss a hundred percent of the shots, you never take. Mm. Uh, Were you a footballer? Ice hockey. Mm. Don't be where the puck is. Be where the puck's gonna be. Sound advice for you. Um, and on that note, on that note, <laughs> on that optimistic note, I think it's been good. I think it's. I think we've talked about the uh, ups and downs of it all. Yeah. And I think any artist will tell you that they have ups and down days. Of course, I, I quite like it when a professional artist again for want of defining that term puts out their mistakes so yeah. like for example Terry Moore puts out a strangest piece he did that he fucked up slightly mm. does he do that? I don't think he does I was oh. just that was just an artist's name I could think of yeah but I like it when that stuff's out there that's why I quite like when they put the stuff in the back of the books of like character designs I think it shows your human side where you're kind of like yeah I gave him massive shoulder pads yeah. a and bit like the, the blooper reel yeah. yeah I think it just shows that there is a human side to draw as well because I think everybody just assumes that like Jim Lee has an amazing day every day like Jim Lee just rolls out of bed and draws a perfect Batman and then rolls back into bed <laughs> and I'm sure there are days where Jim Lee's like I fucked this <laughs> Never drawing Batman again, you pricks. <laughs> <laughs> and again, that's just an example. I've got no proof that Jim Lee does that. <laughs> but it is, like I say, we all have off days. We all have days you never want to draw again. Days you never want to draw again. And like I say, you just you hit a zone where for a while it's everything's going gravy with you. Am I going to kill Prime if I pick him up? Probably. <clears throat> Don't try and transform him. I'm not going to. <laughs> Happy with him as he is. Oh, you messed up my pose, you prick. Is he in a pose? Yeah. But so yeah, anything you want to plug? Obviously, not your drawing page. Huh? <laughs> Stuart would like to apologise. He's currently in Andy from sure. Um, have a look at okay, Little Heroes. So let's give them a nice plug. They're, they've got a Kickstarter going on at the moment. Got another gander at that. They're trying to um, find some place for some. Or it's a GoFundMe, isn't it? Oh, it's a GoFundMe, isn't it? Not Kickstarter. No. If you look on the Little Heroes page, uh, on the website, which is, let me see if I can find it. Is it just, is it just, just Little Heroes? Yeah, Little Heroes, Heroes comic. on Facebook. Um, they're after. They're trying to raise some funds so they can get some storage to store all their really cool um, packs that they're sending to hospitals. Which they send out for free. They do, yeah, for, for kids to keep them. Amused is that the right phrase? The the kids in hospital, it's to, it's like packs yeah, for them to give them something to do to keep them occupied, and they they want some storage to keep all their stuff to distract them from the shit they're going through basically like being yeah. in hospital. Yeah, um, and you've got to have a look on there. They only look, literally want like, like a couple of quid from you. Um, go and have a look on there. I would say buy a cheap sketchbook. I I'm going to plug buying a cheap sketchbook. And a pencil or a pen, and just drawing. Yeah, just free draw 
anything from your memory, imagination, from real life, from toys to. I want to draw some of Prime now. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Use a toy as a reference or just free draw. Don't be afraid to make mistakes, rub them out or scribble over them and turn that into something else. Oh, yeah, another thing as well. I remember being taught at school about how, you know, never use a rubber and all this, you know. Use rubbers. Absolutely use rubbers. I use. You use rubbers too, don't you? I, <laughs> I, I, oh no. <laughs> really? <laughs> that Batman. Yeah. You can see where originally he was hunched over. Okay. And it's just gradually gone to just scribbling out the cave. Yeah, there you go. But that was, Is that because you couldn't rub out the blue? No, the blue did rub out. It's just because I did it so many times and then mm. was happy with it, so went over it a bit heavier than I should have done initially. But just, yeah, experiment. Just just have fun with it. That's the most important thing. It's good fun. Except do it for you. Do it for what, for me. Do, do it for it me. For Anyone can draw. Yeah. Drawing well takes time. And stick your being able to draw is. And if we've influenced you today, if we've inspired you, um, oh, stick your sorry. stuff up. We're yeah, sorry. we're really sorry. Get your stuff up on on Facebook. Yeah, draw something Sunday. Yeah. Post it up on there. Oh, that's not Yeah, we draw something Sunday. We draw something on Sunday. Hence the name, draw something Sunday. Which has largely been overshadowed by Sketch Temper. All the Sketch Temper things will be going into an album soon. Yeah. I was going to post them up each day, but then it was hiding the post for that day's things. So I figured I'd wait till the end and just put it all out at once into the album. And I'm a bit behind with sharing the couple of Draw Something Sundays that have gone up as well. Um. But yeah, draw something the Sunday be back properly. I think this Sunday's the last Sketch Temper one. Mm-hmm. So it's back Thursday, to, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's back to draw something the Sunday proper. But even if it's not draw something the Sunday and you just want to share what you've created, hmm. just post it up on our True Believers Facebook page and just use the Troops Creates hashtag or something like that. And then we'll see it and we'll give it a share. We'll check it out. If you've got videos of you drawing that you want us to look at. It's been really nice, actually, for, for this um, sketch demo. There were some guys who've never really drawn before, or not really, uh, like Matt Selwyn, for instance. Yes. Yeah. He's doing all the 80s cartoon characters. I know he doesn't normally. He hasn't drawn for a while. And it's just something he's wanted to do. It's been good as well. It's been nice to see the people that have stuck with it. It's been nice to see the people that have stuck with it, and then dropped out, and then come back after a few days. Yeah. And, um, Isabel Griffey was there for most days up yeah, until she recently was, yeah. and then she sort of petered out petered out a bit but you know 30 days 30 drawings is a big ask Bloody hell, yeah. like I say it's why my last few I've just been phoning it <laughs> yeah just this is something I free doodled deal with it I can put this page up there tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> yes I'm a day ahead um, but yeah no um, if you want to check out my drawings it's uh, Stuart thinks he can draw on Facebook and Instagram uh, or my Twitter is at token nerd um, although I'm trying to avoid Twitter at the moment having upset Gary Boosie <laughs> although I'm not sure if I upset him can you read upset from that um, I thought he was a very good sport I thought he was and I actually <laughs> followed him and really liked him for doing that <laughs> that'll be giggling for ages I'm sorry there is <laughs> Okay. We know there is that fear in the back of your mind that Mr. Joshua is going to turn up at your front door and beat the shit out of you. <laughs> but 
When you text me, I think I'm pissed off Gary Busey. <laughs> For context, <laughs> Fox TV in America have been heavily promoting Lethal Weapons Season 3 because they sacked the main guy from it. And one of the things they did was they showed the trailer to Gary Busey, who looked like he had no clue what he was watching in that video. <laughs> and it being like about midnight and me being a bit in a slight mood, we posted a comment basically saying that, oh wow, Gary Busey, that's the stamp of uh, the stamp of approval everybody wants. But I'm pretty sure he just for his stamp of approval on a toilet seat going up and down. Bear in mind, he did Celebrity Big Brother, Celebrity Apprentice and every other piece of shit celebrity reality show he could do. But I didn't realise that Gary Boosie was tagged my reply. <laughs> and in all fairness to him, he just retweeted it with a thing saying, um, toilet seats come in handy sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, fair play. Because yeah. I'd gone back on to delete it because I realised that I'd just been a keyboard warrior for a tw- I'd just been a dick for the sake of being a dick. For the sake of a cheap laugh. But once he'd retweeted it, I kind of had to own it. <laughs> And then I was kind of like, do I apologise? But I was like, only three people have commented on it, so I don't want to run the risk of fucking Gary Boosie people coming up. But somebody posted a reply to my thing going like, you were one pathetic loser or something like that. Oh, did they? I just liked it. <laughs> I was going to reply with, no, no offence taken, you're absolutely right. Yeah. But I was just like, if you reply, that engages. So I just liked it. There's not really a lot you can do with that. <laughs> but like I say, it was completely me being a dick. <laughs> and I hold my hand up to it. But I was slightly fearful when I messaged Andy that he was going to turn up at my door <laughs> and beat seven shades of shit out of me. <laughs> oh, I love it. It's one of my favourite stories. And I don't even hate Gary Booster. It, <laughs> it was more aimed at Fox TV because of the shit show that is that they've handled this fucking lethal weapon thing. But, but yeah, so anyway, that's my Twitter. You're drawing I Am Zoot stuff? Uh, on Facebook, I am The Real Zoot. Or just Google Zoot and look for my logo. On Twitter... Which, if you've never seen his logo... That's a good point, actually. It's a blue robot with I Am Zoot written in it. It's a dead giveaway. If uh, you end up on a Muppets page, you've gone wrong. That's the different Zoot. Or a comic by Roger Landridge, which is also called Zoot, I found out. Cool. Or some funky suits. Yeah. Or, yeah, you're on the Zoot Suit page. Or sportswear, or a clip from Monty Python and Early Grail. <laughs> Naughty Zoot! <laughs> um, and on Twitter, I am, and I'm just looking it up because I can't remember. Is it Zootbot, is it? Yeah. At Zootbot on Facebook, on the, sorry, on Twitter, and on <laughs> Instagram. you have pissed off Gary yet. Yeah, I haven't yet. And on Instagram, I am. I got really worried because after I told you, I got a notification, and I was like, fuck, what have you done, Andy? <laughs> I think so. Did you come on and be like, "Yeah, who's this prick slagging off Gary Boosie?" <laughs> uh, on Instagram, I am I underscore am underscore Zoot on Instagram. Apparently, so there you go. Um, no Etsy store or anything yet. No, yeah, no. I am on Art Station as Zoot, uh, but, but I don't. I haven't really updated that yet. Um, yeah, if you like a uh, weekly arty fix either for drawing or seeing pictures, you can join us every Sunday on the True Believers Facebook page, which is at OK True Believers, yep. where we do draw something Sunday every Sunday, apart from like Christmas week, I think we take that week off, um, which is very cool. We get 
lots of different people of different skills, abilities, styles, all adding something. Um, some weeks it's a lot of people, some weeks it's a couple of people. Mm-hmm. But it's all good, and everybody's welcome. Um, it's a great thing to get the kids involved. We get quite a few drawings from kids, don't we, which is really nice. Yeah, we do. Um, and your boys? My boys, Max Gorton, does a, seems to do a lot. Yeah. I love seeing his stuff. He's working on a comic, apparently, oh, wow. from what I can gather from posts and that, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah, and then if you want a weekly fix straight to your uh, email inbox... We include them all in the True Believers mailer, which this week's mailer, it goes out every Monday morning, apart from when I've dropped and broke my laptop or I've gone away on holiday, so it goes out early generally. But this week's Troobes mailer was a bit light on Troobes news. Troobes news. Troobes news. It's all down to Sarah. That's what the news section is called now. It was boringly True Believers news. but uh, Yeah, so this week's one was... Uh, I stole a Public Enemy album title. So uh, we do a quote at the top. So this week's was a Dan Butcher quote, which is a great quote. Mm. Uh, yeah. Then you get a brief introduction. Troops news, which I put in a Frank Drebin just for somebody I know. Because <laughs> there's nothing to see here. Nothing to see here. And then we do a Nerds Who Haunted Themselves, which is mostly me at the moment, but it's open to other people to take part in at a certain point and might have to get Andy to do something. I have done it occasionally. You have done it occasionally. But uh, this week I did Don't Tug on Batman's Wang, which was all about flippers in the light of the... Not the dolphin. No. Uh, which I was quite pleased with some of the things I put in it. Like I termed Batawang. <laughs> I was pleased with that when I wrote it. Nobody commented. And we only have one person unsubscribed this week. Oh, really? Uh, then we do a meanwhile. So in the meanwhile, this week is the Captain Cosmic issue two, which ends on the 29th. So depending when this goes up. But I highly recommend backing that. The first issue was superb. And then it's either the Draw Something Sunday or the Sketch Temper section. Which, unfortunately, the Sketch Temper ones are quite small. But you can see where my theme died. <laughs> And then, yeah, we've got useful links at the bottom, and I keep forgetting my screen's a touchscreen. Yeah, why can't that be? Uh, probably need to update that then. So, yeah, uh, if you like or are remotely interested in my kind of bullshit, check out the uh, Troops mailer. You can sign up at tinyletter.com forward slash troops. Uh, websites, oktroobelievers.com. Uh, we've plugged our art pages. Anything else you want to plug? Um no. No. Cracking done now. Uh groovy. Uh listen to the awesome podcast. The awesome yeah. comics podcast. Yeah, they are awesome. They are awesome. And uh if you're a fan of Lois and Clark, listen to the Lois and Clark pod- Lois and Clark podcast. Which is all about Lois and Clark, funny enough. And uh yeah, that's it. Until next few weeks when we're gonna have to start thinking about our best of the year. Mm. It should mostly be movies, let's face it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we will speak to you soon. See ya. Bye bye. Do we hear it back? We're testing, 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 testing. <clears throat> what the fuck was that? I don't know. Fair enough.